0: On today's episode of Heads in the Cloud, John and I are joined by current and longtime friend of the show, friend of the company, star to star partner Rick Tamburino of Logic Found. Learn about his business, what they're doing, what kind of customers they go after, talk a little bit about Stardaz. It's a very fun episode. It's a fun episode. Stay tuned. uh,
1: Buckle in. Heads in the Cloud with your host, David Bordowitz, Graham Potter. And John Roth.
0: Welcome to today's episode of Heads in the Cloud. I'm a Kortnowitz.
1: I'm John Roth.
0: Man, I am excited today. I am too. We're going to have on a good friend of the show, Rick Tamburino, who has been a long time partner of Star to Star. One of our top partners. He's one of our tallest partners as well. Very tall. Probably seven feet um and uh ironically doesn't play basketball um but uh we just ran into him we were in dc a few weeks ago we've well, got very
1: coordinated because <laughs> that's based on key west i mean he he spills he did, a lot yeah, of he wine did good, yeah, all, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later yeah but maybe that's why the basketball career didn't take off
0: that's a good point uh but no rick's a phenomenal guy um love to talk to him so One thing I'm interested in you, John, is you've been on the road. I think you just did a tour, a grand tour of Michigan. Is that correct?
1: I went to uh, Michigan. I went to uh, Northwest Indiana.
0: Lively area.
1: It is is a lot of corn. A lot of corn. A lot of corn. Did
0: you eat any corn? What was your best meal you had on the road this past week?
1: Um, You know, I hate to say it, but probably just a Caesar with salmon because it was uh, nice and light. Actually, I don't think I ate when I was in Indiana. But the whole week, the best thing you ate was a Caesar salad with salmon on top. Yes, yes.
0: Wow, for our listeners out there. Well, I, I got to that's you, a blow. When
1: you're on, when you're on the road, you're doing about you're doing about twelve hour days, uh, to be able just to get into your hotel and go. All I want is a nice little something easy, simple. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah.
0: tough break for all our listeners out there.
1: Well, I'm sorry. It's uh, You
0: were in some nice cities like Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo. I had, I, I, did you meet with any new partners up there?
1: I did. I met with actually uh, uh, my, my first meeting in Grand Rapids with a new partner. Cool. We, we met, um, we actually, your, t- your team marketing team is working with them on, on the partner marketing hub, getting them up to speed. Good, very uh, good. guy in Grand Rapids. And another partner I met was in uh, Goshen, Indiana. And he was from the Channel Connect show in Monterey. Very good. So I met with him. I met with another um, another partner, multiple of those partners that had been, they were new coming in. T- and basically, I was going up to help them get started, uh, learning how to quote, uh, awesome. learning how to set systems up, get them trained, setting up training. How was the weather up there? The weather was actually cool. It wasn't cold. It was yeah, cool. Did you bring a it- jacket? I did I did have two jackets, You wear a scarf. I did not wear a scarf, no gloves. No. I, I wore a jacket. Okay. I didn't wear two jackets together. I wore, I brought two separate jackets just so I could, you layer. know, sport jacket. I think the not, best thing to do is, is you want to have, have like a, layer. a sh-
0: okay. You didn't, you didn't have two jackets on top.
1: No, I did not. Okay. No, That'd have been a little warm. It would have been a little warm, but it looked yeah. kind of funny too, because they were just sport jackets. <laughs> that, <would've looked> kinda, <laughs> that would look kind of, that would that would look <laughs> kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you didn't do that. Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. No. That would have represented I didn't feel like it was appropriate. four
0: for our, our company.
1: Yeah.
0: I think we should call Rick now.
1: Let's call Rick. All
0: right. Let's oh, call him. Come on, Rick.
1: I'll get him on the Ricophone. Okay. <laughs> awesome.
0: The Ricophone? The Ricophone. John and I are now joined by one of our favorite guys. Yes, exactly. Rick Tamburino, who is the <laughs> business development manager, Grand Poobah at Logic Found, one of our a, long, a long-standing Starter Star partner. Absolutely. Rick, welcome to the pod.
2: Thank you, guys. I had to put my grand poobah hat away just so I could hear you guys properly. Does it have you one know, of those the, like, with a tassel on it? Well, they're, okay. They're the loyal, loyal order of buffalo. Okay, <laughs> <I know. laughs> Only Fred, a couple the, of people are old enough to know what all this means, but yeah. French, yeah Fred. Fred. Flintstone when they go to the buffalo it, club. Yeah. I know yes, that. sir. Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah.
0: So, Rick, yeah. you're coming to us. You're in Charlottesville. Is that correct?
2: I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia, beautiful downtown Charlottesville, yes.
0: I bet you the weather's nicer there today than it is here in Florida. What's the weather up there?
2: Uh, You know, it's a little dicey, actually. We're yeah. in like our first little hint of autumn. And um, yeah, autumn's been kind of playing tag with us. So I think we're actually, I think it's here to stay this time. So leaves on the ground, you know, I live in a place that has seasons, so it's kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, we are, we're, we're still in, uh, I think it's uh, August 347th here yeah it's we're a, still in it's summer it's
1: pretty <laughs> thick outside pretty, pretty humid we uh pretty i think
0: thick. i think it's going to be 90 tomorrow and wednesday so we're, we're excited That's about beautiful that. Yeah, it's,
1: no. it's going to be a dry 90
0: <laughs> so rick right. so rick a oh, uh, logic wow. found he's been a partner here with star to star how long have you guys been a star to star partner now
2: Man, I mean, as I think as long as like the doors uh, were open is so Lawrence is my partner so he's been in the game, he knows uh, Norm pretty well and you know, he, this all started because Lawrence went down one time and and kind of took a look through the network to kind of give give a blessing on like the security and all. This is when all the VLAN was was uh, all the rage and you know, this was a newer technology for people doing voice over IP. And um the way I I've always heard the story is, you know, Lawrence kind of looked at, at Norm and said, man, this is some pretty cool stuff. I, I think I have some customers who really like this. And, uh, and Norm said, great, you're a dealer. And Lawrence was like, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> Norm's like, we, we don't know yet, but you are one, you know? <laughs> so, so that's how that started. And then later on, you know, Lawrence and I have known each other personally for years and years and he pulled me into the fray. And so I've been doing this as my full-time uh, hustle, you know, yeah. uh, since, since uh, early 2012. And it's been great. You know, you guys have been a really cool partner to work with um, man staying on the front end of technology, which is really awesome, you know, because like, how do you, how much can you just sit out there and like, you know, crank, crank the uh, crank, the uh, little thing. So the monkey dances around on UCAS, right? I mean, you got to do yeah. something <laughs> else. <Absolutely. Yeah. laughs> so, and you guys
0: have yeah. been, and you guys have been right there with us all the time. I mean, I, I know that you guys just sold one of our first and and, and one of our biggest uh, deals with our new uh, virtual desktop Sardas product, so I know you guys have been trying to get on that stay on that cutting edge as well so you know we appreciate this partnership going both ways but you know when you talk about when you're talking to customers is you know what are their concerns today and and is you know how does virtual desktop fit in or how does you know how, you know what are they what are they asking about
2: well, I mean, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody asked for virtual desktop. I don't think anybody's like, <laughs> yeah, Hey man, yeah. change my freaking world around, you know, maybe work are I mean, what's funny is people want that, but people don't know that it even is a thing. I yeah. think, you know what I mean? Like they want a, a, a different and enhanced level of security. They want to not have to pay some insane amount of money for a desktop or a laptop every time they you know, refresh hardware. Um, you know, they want the latitude and 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 freedom and things of that nature. I mean, you know, listen, th- think about it, right? All of us travel, you know, fairly frequently, and you do something crazy, you leave a laptop uh, on the plane, and you go, oh crap! Th- this seriously just happened this past weekend. My daughter travels down for a wedding from upstate New York. She left something on a plane. Fortunately, it was like a jacket or something like that. She goes onto the United website to report it lost, or you know, so so she can try and retrieve it or whatever. And just to report it as lost, it was a thirty dollars fee.
1: <laughs>
2: wow! Right? So forget about the hassle of like, oh crap, I left the laptop and it has all this sensitive data and blah blah blah. And then you got to like, you got through the pain and suffering of like a penalty box of like, hey, you yeah. left your stuff. Here's thirty dollars for charging you. You know, so um, <laughs> it's like wow. it's like the it's like the carry on bag that never leaves. It's thirty bucks. Yeah. So um, so anyway, yeah. So so you have that stuff and like I said, I don't think customers really know that there's a thing called, you know, virtual desktop, VDI, whatever. They just know that once they hear um, kind of the benefits of it, they go, that actually sounds really cool. How would we do that? Well, he- help me through this a little bit, Rick. I, I, so yep.
1: Tell me how you would approach uh, a new customer and bring that up in a conversation. What would be uh, some of the things that you would do to basically see if they're a, a good prospect for uh, a Stardust product? I mean, I always start with, like,
2: what's your sign? Okay. You know? That's always good. I like that. <laughs> so, so um, you know, so so here's what's interesting about Stardust. So, you know, it's the sole Citrix play that exists that UCAS works inside it. Right? Um, like, nobody else does that. Right. And so the question is like, it's kind of chicken and egg, right? Do they already have star to star? And you go, Hey man, how about a little Stardust on top of that? Or, um, or do they have nothing, right? And somebody says, you know, this whole thing where we still have desktop phones, that's crazy. You know, like, why is that still a thing? We should be able just to plug into a computer and, um, you know, operate. And, you know, that's, that's one of the real struggles too. You know, somebody says, listen i just want to like plug in i don't want to have a desktop phone anymore i just mm-hmm. want to have a laptop yeah but then they think about what it takes to like refresh that hardware if jimmy comes in one day he's like a customer service rep and he plugs in and all of a sudden you know um he gets the blue screen of death from microsoft all of a sudden he doesn't have a desktop computer or laptop computer and he doesn't have a phone either jimmy does not so, like that <laughs> yeah, jimmy, jimmy doesn't like not being able to work that's right uh more importantly, I don't know how to Jimmy. Um, but more importantly, like Jimmy's supervisor's not a big fan. Jimmy's everybody, you know, not not cool with this. So, you know, how could you take something like a Chromebook or a Wise Terminal or you know, whatever, quickly replace it in there? Uh, you've got all the credentialing, and boom, you know, Jimmy's up and running again. He really got well, a Jimmy different. likes Jimmy likes to work. No. He does <laughs> like to work. Jimmy, Jimmy likes paychecks.
0: Jimmy. <laughs> there yeah. we go. There we go. So <laughs> right. When you hear a customer coming to you with like you know those sort of issues, like hey, I've got this big remote workforce, or I've got you know these 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 customers that or my my team all works in one application, and I don't really want them going outside of that, or you know we've had security issues in the past six months. How do we take care of those? Those are all sort of like lights that should go off in your head, right? That's thinking, you know, wow, this is an opportunity to, to implement a Stardaz or a virtual desktop environment on top of what they have today. And, right. and I think for partners like yourself, the opportunity increases three to four X in terms of potential revenue for you. I mean, so I think that's what's really cool about the product too, is it it's solving that customer issue, but it's giving right. you guys another revenue, a chance to, to really, really um, up your ARPU.
2: Right. Sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the, the thing that I, I do want to talk about, and I can't speak as well as like people who are super security focused, you know, like Lawrence is a great example of somebody mm-hmm. who's super security. I mean, the guy invented Trustwave, you know, so mm-hmm. so he knows security like like none other. But, you know, I was just in a conference last week and it was, you know, something related to cybersecurity. It was a local university, pretty, pretty big name university. And they had a panel discussion and one of the guys was, a, was an attorney from a local uh, law firm, larger law firm for the state of Virginia. And he was really like driving the point home about how you know, this, this whole security aspect of things, right? Security is, is, is certainly a big deal in today's world, but it was really the security that what he was focusing on was not as much the security of the company in and of itself, but the security as it relates to that company's customers, and then the security as it relates to that customer's, uh, to that company's um, partners, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people they, they work with. And... Um, and I was feeling really good about the sale we did. Like we did this bigger sale um, and um, you know, I know it was a great decision for the client. We know it was the right thing to do for them. But man, when I heard this thing that, that the attorney was talking about and a couple other people on the panel were talking about uh, it just really drove the point home and, and just gave me this this level of confidence that even I hadn't had earlier, which was like these kind of decisions about the security and keeping, um, you know, compliant whatever that might mean um and what's the legal phrase you hear always hear people use you hear people use like uh reasonable and appropriate reachable reasonable and appropriate measures yeah did you take reasonable and appropriate measures right and I know less is in there somewhere right is less yeah, Les oh yeah he's here, he's here. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, so actually, he he's actually awake. He's
1: nodding. He's awake.
0: Oh, gotcha. ignore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think he's nodding off. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to my age, it has right. to be real exciting to right.
2: <laughs> Hey. Let's talk about that senior living project we've been working on. <laughs> oh man. you know, one of our big markets is
1: assisted living facility,
2: scary to me. And we have a we have a place for like the majority of the leadership team at um,
0: <laughs> Hey, we, I'm trying to picked, I'm whoa. trying to bring that average age down, Rick. Relax.
2: <laughs> I, I already picked my place out. I'm like, honey, we're gonna go to this place called Heritage Home. Anyway, so um <laughs> I got it. I negotiated a deal. Maybe you
0: could sell them a um, the UCAST system in exchange for an opportunity.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. They did yeah. No, right. I haven't gotten the quid pro quo on that. Um Ooh, bad no, term so, nowadays. Right. And so in, in oh my gosh, that's a bad term. So um so you know, and if Bruce were here, we'd even talk about it more, but like this whole reasonable and appropriate bit, you know, that means something different depending on the locale depending on the you know kind of uh you know what judge is hearing essentially you know what i mean i think it also depends
0: on the industry you're in too right i mean if you're yeah i think it depends on the industry the type of customer yeah but i think you know it it has it has it's it has a a a, a reasonable amount of vagueness to it i guess
2: right right so you know this guy is obviously you know as the attorney he's he's the guy who wants to err on the conservative side but you know what he was really emphasizing is the fact that like you know company boards really need to start getting engaged in this stuff. There's going to be a day where somebody is going to come to you and say, "Did you take a reasonable and appropriate action you know as as a board as a board member what have you, and do you want to be able to say confidently, "Yes, I did or hmm, you know, and you know you just kind of uh, tap dance along so yeah. so yes, yeah, so that just really you know solidified just how confident I felt about this decision that that this, that's, the that's a very made. good point. That's a very good point of talking about because of the
1: the security, the encryption. Um, the
0: ability to control it from like one yeah. from one IP and and, panel. Yeah. and in
1: the event that there would be something would come up was like i did take reasonable i did the, i did what's market standard out here and i i yep. implemented it well i think, I think or, or better yes uh, or, or, or better.
0: better yeah even even um even even you know better in that situation but i think sort of harping on what we've talked about in the past john is that you're either going to pay for security now up front or you're going to pay for it later in the form yep, of yep. a breach yes. or uh, something happening or a loss of data. And or, you have to,
1: you have to budget for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I think if you are doing the things up front, like implementing a, a VDI system or, you know, or encrypting phone call, things like that, then you're going to, you might, you might pay a little bit more up front, but you're going to have a much better experience for your employees, for your partners, for your customers down the road. So Absolutely. I think you're doing the right thing. So so Rick, tell tell us a little bit about like Logic Found in general. Like wh- where where did it come like where did it come from? Uh, what do you guys specialize in? What are the kind of customers you look for today?
2: Yeah, so uh, for the longest time, we really just had you know one trick, and and we just kind of like carted that pony around quite a bit, um, and it was good. You know, don't get me wrong, it was really good. It was uh, we did. Uh, UCAS we did specifically start a star Mm -hmm. and it's a great platform to 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 have in your in your uh, arsenal because you know i mean unless you've had a really super super positive experience with like fully hosted voice over ip um and it's so funny like how you define what that good experience is but like all of us have a lot of war stories about you know customers we've heard who had bad experiences yep um, and, you know, we started so long back with start a star that like, you know, the design implementation of this was like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Like <laughs> you got you got some crappy DSL. That's like, you know, you look at it on the wall and it's got green stuff growing on it or, you know, whatever <laughs> the cop, copper is like that's as bad as it's ever going to get. Let's see if we can get a phone call over that thing. So like, that's how star to star was originally designed. What's great about this is that, you know, we have gone to clients and, and they have told us, you know, like, listen, we won't go to voice over IP. We had a horrible, horrible experience, you know, we had this company, you know, these are all like, there's like three three bigger, uh, two, three, four, maybe big ones that, that you always hear people reference when they say they had, you know, a less favorable experience. And, um, and you know what the situation is, right? You know that, you know, it's poor design, we're trying to stick, uh, a bunch of concurrent telephone calls with a very large footprint. Uh, each one has, you know, over this, you know, pipe. It could be a compromised pipe, could be a great pipe, whatever it is, and, and things just aren't working that well. So since we've always had Star to Star as something uh, to lead with, you know, and of course, you know, the other a- aspect of this is, it's like you immediately just say to somebody, "Hey, how important is on-site survivability to you?" Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And if they're a big company and they're smart, they're like, that's incredibly important because we could be offline, but like Sarah needs to still call Bob, and Bob needs to call, you know, whatever. Like, Jimmy. bam, you know that. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy's not working. Jimmy. Jimmy. Who knows what Jimmy's doing? Jimmy's talk time sucks. Jimmy is like, you know, he puts calls Jimmy puts customers on hold so we can go get coffee and talk to people <laughs> in the break room. Jimmy likes a lane. We've We've all met the Jimmys. We've all met the Jimmys. So. So, you know, it, that's always been great. Well, so so that's what we, like I said, that's what we focused on for several years. About a year and a half ago is when we made a very conscious decision to kind of open our doors a little bit more because I'll tell you what really had happened. You know, we looked at these other opportunities out there like going beyond UCAS, like some cloud technologies and, um, you know, like SD-WAN failover, you know, th- things, you know, circuits and things of that nature. And it was still kind of a scary landscape from the standpoint of, you, know, you, turn, you can turn yourself into an MSP super, super quickly if you're not careful, right? And um, there's nothing wrong with being an MSP. You know, some of our favorite people are MSPs, but you know, that's a lot of responsibility. Um, and, um, and so the question is like, you know, how much more do you want to take, take on in that respect? And, um, you know, how much can you just be happy, you know, uh, taking care of people's phone calls? It's been about a year and a half ago that we looked at the landscape of the market and said, it's kind of okay for us to look at providing circuits to customers. It's okay for us to start providing some new cloud technologies. Um, And and kind of this cool little, good, perfect storm, you know, where things kind of converged and came together when Stardust came out, you know, was announced last spring. Uh, that kind of dovetails with that, within all those technologies too. So, you know, just, you know, we are very fortunate everything kind of came together just in the right way.
0: It's interesting to hear you talk about an MSP in that way. I mean, we we generally don't hear, you know, that side. So, I mean, to you becoming an MSP is almost like, you know, you, you're, you're viewing it as this, you're taking on so much of a customer's risk and so much of a customer's challenges that it may be a little overwhelming to start to do it without the right processes and the right things in place. So- uh, it's it, it, it's sort of interesting to hear that viewpoint.
2: Well, and it's funny. Um, we, it, you always, I, I look at this as like the grass is always browner kind of perspective. Like we have <laughs> MSP, we have MSPs come to us, and they're like, dude, I will work on people's computers and servers all day long but when you mess up their phones, they start saying bad things about your mom, you know? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, you know? And then we look at the MSP world and we go, and like, I look at that stuff and I say, like, you don't want me around your car. Like, maybe I'll change your oil. But if you're like, hey, I don't know if my timing's right. My lifters need to be adjusted. Like, you don't want me to be that guy, you know? And, you know, the the weight of, like, being up, being um, – you know, always present, having the enterprise running and things of that nature, that for me feels really daunting, you know, so well, the it's MS a 20, the it's US- a 24,
1: seven, 365, uh, and a, probably an infrastructure, you know, to set that up, to be, uh, efficient at it. I mean, it's challenging, very challenging. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. So that's where, I mean, you know, we're just like giving us all a bunch of big softballs for each other, but that's where Stardust comes in, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're good <laughs> softball we players. Never- Right, exactly. It's not like we have no responsibility. I mean, you guys obviously had the big responsibility, but you know now we can have workers that, as long as they have some kind of connection to the internet, yeah, they can work somewhere somehow.
0: So, what kind of customers do you guys primarily serve? is it primarily in in your in, in the Charlottesville area, or is it around? Like, where do you, where do you look for customers? How do you find new customers? What is your, what does your typical customer look like?
2: Yes, we're we we um, yeah, we're all over, quite frankly. Lawrence brought a bunch of his legacy customers into the fold. Uh, we are literally nationwide and sometimes further than that. Um, there's a couple of verticals that we found ourselves doing really well with. And it was like, well, surprise, like we wouldn't, it certainly wasn't in the business plan. Uh, hospitality is really big for us. Uh, didn't know how big a deal hospitality is, but mm. you know, uh critical uptime uh for hospitality is is, is absolutely a big deal.
0: you talking about restaurants, hotels, like what is what is it in that space or is it all of the above?
2: So it is. It's restaurant hotels, boutique hotels. Mm-hmm. I mean most of us understand that like the hotel, like the big like yeah. multi-room hotels, those are kind of owned by one single player. Yep. Uh that that may change in the next little while, but that's kind of what things have been but but boutique hotels like, you know, Forty rooms and fewer, and you know where they've got like high touch. You know, it, it's really to hear our customers tell the story. It's really the only place where like there any, there's only margin that exists in the um, in the business anymore. Because you know, Hotels.com will just crush your soul, and you know, Expedia, whatever. Um, you know, they just beat everybody down for price. Whereas a nice boutique hotel, they can kind of call whatever price they want because it's more than just a place to lay your head it's a full experience and that type of thing so we're big in that world and oftentimes um the event spaces and uh restaurants come with that and then the other place that we're big in is this senior living like oh yeah we're joking around about it but senior living is a big market for us and, well Les uh,
1: is less just perked up yeah he did He's, he, woke, <laughs> he woke back up again when you said that
2: that's right it's almost four thirty, time for dinner. Um you've been to Sarasota. That's right. Oh my gosh. So I mean and, and everybody everybody has such a really great sense of humor. Like we all know the situation. We all know that hopefully we'll end up in one of those places versus <laughs> versus the alternative, you know, whatever. But um yeah, those are big for us.
0: I mean, um, the senior yeah. living is almost. I mean, it's very similar to a
2: hospitality model, right? So it is hospitality, absolutely. But then there's a medical component of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's reliability, a, a, absolutely. Right, reliability. reliability. There, yeah, there's. There, so it takes like some of these things we've always kind of also kind of taken for granted. That you've got to have a robust system uh, in place, and they can't handle the the fully hosted stuff because that's that's scary. And um, and then add in there the the fact that there is some hospitality in there too, um, so so yeah you know that's that's definitely a big market for us, and as we're looking at more things um, you know as related, we are looking at bigger clients for that, um, and I say we're we're doing that because you know we're fortunate to have uh, Lawrence as the, the person who kind of leads that charge. He's done large enterprise stuff in the past um you know it's still still his bailiwick and so um you know largely you know i'm I'm like the guy who you know the new money prospect guy would have you but in terms of like the technical side of things and helping customers big and small make wise choices uh in that space that's that's really where he comes in and and um you know puts people on a good path
0: that's good that's excellent so Mm -hmm. um you said you're traveling. I saw you in D.C. a few weeks ago at Channel Partners. Are you yep. are you on the road a lot?
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the road pretty frequently. Sometimes it's trade show stuff, and sometimes it's customers. We did a cool little project up in um, up in Connecticut, a little area called uh, Saybrook. That was actually a senior living setup. Um. We did uh, a project down in Georgia, like the parts of Georgia where you're like, wow about this, you know. Um it's
0: uh I can't tell you know, way good out. I, don't
2: know what that, I don't know what that means. <laughs> we'll leave it there, I guess. Like, probably yeah. I mean it, I mean and this is a great example. This location is a great example. It was um, just north of, of Florida. So it's kinda like oh, it's kinda like an yeah. it's, it's 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 like a suburb of Florida, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Canada is a suburb of the US that's <laughs> that's that's for Colin by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, so anyway, but but talk about challenges with bandwidth, like these are not areas, this was like manufacturing and, mm-hmm. and agriculture and things like that. These guys weren't flushed with like big fat pipes of fiber and things no, like that, they, no. had, they had what they had. So start a star was right on track. And then a really interesting one that I was just in not long ago, uh, just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, um man oh man uh now i gotta think about it but it's the area where like the manhattan project kicked off you oh, know, wow. back for world war ii yeah yeah oakridge yeah. Oak yeah, yeah, yeah. Oak would... exactly yeah you nailed it yep i was gonna make um, a really
0: bad that
2: i'm gonna just
1: did you did you actually <laughs> report on that Les, Les were you, were you were there, you there? For that? were you
2: there oh yeah right. wow the, the bad bad nosedive coming yeah so <laughs> um but what was clever is that was the senior living thing and like and this community, like, you got to imagine, like, the people who are in that senior living place, like, most of them are there because they moved there for the job. It, like, they're somehow related to that base, to that process, to, like, like, they, like they're they only, you know, two clicks away from that at most. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you saw, saw a lot of things, you know, uh, within the community. Every one of the communities I've ever gone in and, like, the senior living space, they always do something really cool with, like, you know, veterans and, you know, they hallmark, you know, people's, uh, you know, careers and things of that nature. And this particular community, um, had, you know, kind of really focused on the fact that, you know, like it or not, uh, I mean, what the, the efforts that they made won the war.
0: So yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's incredible.
2: Yep. Yeah. Really kind of cool. cool. So Very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yep. Um,
1: well, we, we get to, to we get to the part now where we're going to, Maybe have a little fun. Can we yeah, have a... Well, we, <laughs> we've had a lot of fun, so you know what? what? To say we're gonna now, have, we're gonna have more. Now fun. Now we're gonna have fun. Now, now we're okay. gonna have fun. So, so now's uh, the
0: part where gets a little bit more risque. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached that at that that moment of the podcast.
1: I'm going wow. disapp- to I'm going to disappoint you uh. here. It's not going to be really risque at all. So tell me if there was uh, a favorite vacation place that you have not visited so far where
2: would it be oh favorite vacation place um well i i you know this is for my wife uh she loves uh norway um that's where she she did a little time uh, going through school um I thought you had a little the, time like the... prison or <laughs> yeah, no exactly okay we okay. we don't talk we don't ask don't, questions don't, John, okay sorry. Ask questions. sorry go ahead uh so uh, yeah, so she loves it there, and um, um, you know, just purely from the standpoint of, it's, I know that's something that she would enjoy. That would be the place. Uh, we, so you're you know, a giver. So
1: I mean, I'm asking you I'm your giver. favorite vacation place, and you said what's your wife. So that would be. So you're uh, you're a giver.
2: I'm a giver. What's your what's listen, your sign? I... <laughs> stop. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to. So I Norway. Had. That. <laughs> That's right. So okay. Norway, there's a fjord in my future. Yes. There's oh. A future.
0: Yes. I've never been to the uh, to that region of the world, John, of you?
2: I have not. I have not.
0: I want to go to, uh, there's a restaurant in Denmark called Noma. That's like one of the most famous restaurants in the world. The chef has his name, is, gentleman, his gentleman name is named Rene Redzepi. I would love to go there. What it's kind of, of like out in the middle of nowhere.
2: What kind of food? Uh, hey, David, can I ask you, can I say something? Yeah. Nobody freaking asked you. Go ahead. What's the next question? Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. We're well, not cutting that, by the way. That's staying. That, in. That's hundred percent. That's going to stay in. Yes. So, Rick,
1: I, 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 I believe that you are. You take a drink once in a while. You, and, part, and you we, partake.
2: How, again, I mean, are we talking about within the last twenty minutes? What are we yeah. talking about? Well,
1: I know. I know within the last hour you have. So, anyway, yeah. what, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite cocktail?
2: Oh. Well, since I thought uh, Graham was going to be on here, I had surrounded myself with bottles of gin. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, the old so English gin. So, okay. So t- yeah. t- So, will-
1: you were expecting Graham today.
2: Yeah 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 I thought that he was on the invite. So I got some boodles, I got some Bombay Sapphire and I got some cheap stuff too that we give the people who visit and we want them to leave pretty quickly.
1: Well, Rick, um, that, that's probably already on your desk right now. I mean, that's always been there. Why why would you think that that's you're going to bring that out? Well, we, we grandma
0: we we substituted uh John in today I hope okay, you don't
1: mind.
2: That's fine. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, <laughs> overwhelming sound of wow! Uh,
1: just a, a overwhelming sound of approval yeah. there. Yeah, it's okay. We'll have John on. We'll have John.
0: He's here. Yeah. All right. I'm well, Rick, it's very been great excited to have John. It's been great catching up with you. We love we love working with you and, and Lawrence. The Logic Found guys are some of our favorite partners to be uh, to be associated with. Um, we will see you hopefully uh, in the later this
1: year or in the spring. We'll see you at Marco Island, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Well, we hope you're going to be at Marco Island down there for our partner council.
1: Fingers crossed. You better keep selling. Keep selling, baby.
2: <laughs> That's you better, right. You better keep selling, me. baby. You better close what? another Stardust deal. <laughs> what have you done for me lately, Tamborino yeah. I, I hear that so frequently. I'll get
0: Mick to call you. You don't want that to happen.
2: Oh my gosh! Do you guys know that I gave my name, right, Doctor Mick?
0: Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah,
2: no, no more. That's it. No more.
0: <laughs> all right, Rick. It's been great talking right, to you yes. today. Send Thank our you, best. Rick. Send our best to Lawrence, and we'll catch up with you later.
1: Thanks, Rick.
2: All right, Bye. great talk to you guys. Take Bye.
0: care. Well, that was a fun interview with Rick. Yeah, he's he all right. is... he's,
1: he's he's a great guy, and yeah. and he is uh, one of those guys that you just want to hang out with when you when you see him.
0: Now you have a funny story about rick down in uh key west earlier this year right uh,
1: funny <laughs> well he was on he was on our he was on our cruise and when you get out there and the boats kind of rocking a little yeah. bit um he uh he tried to save the day of helping or not getting someone wine spilt on them and spilt it all over his white pants and he sported around and in, in he was just fine with it. He yeah, was, yeah, he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy.
0: Yeah, he was rocking around in those uh wine-soaked pants. <laughs> yeah,
1: wine-soaked. <laughs> I think I saw him the next day in those wine-soaked. Maybe it was just he a hadn't long been back yet. Night, yeah. Maybe it's he hadn't key West, been man. back. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. P West.
0: So, um, you know, I think a lot of what he says is interesting because, you know he he talks about an MSP model being this like thing that he, that he's very cautious to get into that space where you hear a lot of interconnects vars who maybe been traditionally in that. Like racing to become MSPs right. without thinking of some of the ramifications of becoming an Well, MSP. I, I,
1: I think he understands the, you know, he's basically kind of said it during our, he was saying it during our podcast. Yeah. That basically, that's not his thing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to be that 24-7. You don't want him, you know, you want him changing the oil. Yeah. But you don't want him sitting there. Figure out the timing on your vehicle the lifters the lifters, yeah. lifters those are an yeah. important
0: part of the car the lifters yeah. I don't know what that is even. yeah
1: that, that the valves and lifters
0: yeah, I think it goes next to the tuning belt
1: well, yeah, obviously they make cars these days that you shouldn't be into unless yeah. you have you're certified to be in them, and I think that was kind of his model. It's like why be in that that marketplace because I'm best out here selling and driving. These opportunities well, and keep those up and running. Just
0: to play the other side, I think if you're if you're an MSP or if you're an interconnect today, and you and you're leaving dollars on the table for other opportunities like security yep. or like yep. storage or like um, uh, desktop as a service or whatever the case is, you want to you want to grab those opportunities, but you also have to have the right people in, in place to do that. If you don't, then then you're going to set yourself up for failure because you're going to you might sell a solution that you have no way to support, right? And then you're screwed, and right. then you're going to lose that customer, and then you're going to that customer is going to tell another customer, and then you know it becomes a reputation issue. So I think he's done things; they've been smart They're about the way methodical, yeah, when they exactly. Go through the
1: approach and understanding it, and going how much support will we need for this, yep. and basically hiring the right people. And- yeah,
0: and I think virtual desktop fits their model very well because. You can go to existing UCAS customers that he has today. Right. right. Or you can go to customers that don't have a UCAS solution like Star to Star. And he can say, you know, purchase a a virtual desktop solution which is going to give you security and control and all the things you're looking for. Layer in a UCAS and you don't have to you don't have to have those same nervous nights about security and things like that.
1: And the other side of it is, I mean, they could be sitting there with some other uh, you know, voice provider yeah. and you can still sell them the star dash product and they could use their voice provider separately. It's already in place yeah. and they haven't appreciated it as hardware or it's hosted, let them run that way. And then when they're ready to change, Oh, by the way, we can just add us one other application on here, which is voice and it'd be encrypted and secure. And you're off and, way, running. off and running. Again. But I
0: think what's great about it is I think what he, what him and Lawrence have picked up on is that, if you can sell the the virtual desktop, you can make some good money. Absolutely. There's money to be made. There. I mean, absolutely. The margins we have are are good, are very good for partners. And if you're selling in that, you know, in that model, you're able to, um, you know, beat a lot of other competitors in that space, and then and then really really increase your ARPU maybe three to four x over what it would just be with Udesk.
1: I like when you say ARPU.
0: For our our listeners out there, ARPU um, doesn't mean anything.
1: Okay. I just like when you say it, David.
0: You'll have to look it up yourself. I think what what, what Rick and Lawrence really get is that, you know, if you can sell the UCAS solution on to, or the virtual desktop solution on top of your UCAS solution, you can really make three to four times what you were going to make before. And it's, an, it's a fairly straightforward implementation. doesn't require you to roll a bunch of trucks to do it. Absolutely. Um, you work with our professional services team if they have other applications that they want to integrate. Um, and we can get that done. We can, and it's really, it's really a very efficient process. And I think that's what's very cool about the whole product.
1: Well, I, I think you know a lot of our partners can be listening to this. Yeah. Our own partners are, you know, it, it's understanding it. It, it it's not, it, it's complicated, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah, you can bring in resources, but you should be bringing it up to every single customer that you have or you're talking to because you can either add it. Or you can basically sell it. Site, you know, and you should be
0: listening for some of the things that Rick talked about, which was remote workforce security issues, um, travel liability, uh, liability risk, liability and
1: risk. I mean, I think that is we talked about a few weeks ago on another show. I talk about security. It's like you need to budget for that. Yeah, either put the money aside for the lawsuit that will come, or do something in advance to basically take care of it yeah in a lot of cases when you talk about uh the desktop as an application it is going to be in most cases it's going to be less expensive than what they're already paying yep much more secure you can you know reduce your risk tremendously it management is is so much easier too yeah and you've 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 done what's what's reasonable you know to Yeah, like Rick was saying yeah yeah liability standpoint
0: i think you're 100 on i think i think that's right i mean i so when you're if you're a partner and you hear customers, you know, listen to what they listen to their challenges. If you listen to what they're having to say, you'll find a bunch of extra
1: money in there. <laughs> That's, well, I think I think you will, and I think it's a it's a very it's a it's a very it's a comfortable conversation. Go, you, know, yeah. you know, how are things going? Have everything, you know, what have you been what have you been thinking about for the future? What what things are you trying to implement? What what scares you the most? Yeah, what keeps you up at night? You know, they, these are some old questions, old sales questions, like what keeps you up at night. And it's really it 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 really works today as well. It's like, yeah. you know, why what really do you need to fix that I think it actually it
0: might work better today because I think one of the things that customers might feel is that they get um sort of a they get treated like they're sort of in a in an assembly yeah, line. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, another another check another, the bu- another meeting, yeah. another PowerPoint. And I think and if you like, can hmm. be a little bit more traditional sometimes in the way you approach it and the way you listen and the questions that you ask and that if you're, you're personalizing it for that, for the customer's experience, then they're going to be that right there will win you points and get you closer to, to the end of the deal.
1: Absolutely. And
0: you know, if you just listen and just try to understand without jumping in and trying to sell, then, you know, you can come back and say, look, I heard what you said. You talked about X, Y, and Z. I have a solution or I have a, I have a, um I I have something here that I think can help increase your productivity. I think can help um, ease your fears, you know, things, if you can talk in that way, then you're going to win. You're going to win those. It's
1: just, it's it's basic communication. We're going to try to listen more than we talk, understand, you know, what is the, what is the other person's needs? What, what are they? And we try to fulfill them. And in in a lot of cases, we only fulfill a few of those, but we have uh, in our world, we have a pretty good product set that we can go after, you know, quite a number of those that are, and differentiate us from any other competitor out there just in the basic UCAS space. Very good. For Heads in the Cloud, I'm David Portnowitz. I'm John Roth.
0: We'll see you next time.